Help keep Kinks and Beats daily ad-free and receive bonus content early with a contribution of 20 cents per episode. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more information. Hello and welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I am your host, Tony Fry. Thank you for downloading yet another episode of this podcast. Um, you might have noticed that the release schedule has been wonky um, over the last few days. We've been having some technical difficulties, I guess, because um, so many of us are sheltering in place and at home. There's been kind of an uptick in podcast production and distribution. So we've had a little bit of issue getting things um, released, but we're working on it and hopefully can be back on schedule uh, on our daily schedule soon. The episodes are recorded or you know, being recorded, but um, they're just not updating to our feed. So I apologize for that. And um, I also promise you there's some bonus material coming soon that will go out first to the people that are supporting the podcast through Hero Habits Kinks and Beats support for $4 a month, um, but it will go out to everybody. And I'm also, I would love to hear how everybody else is coping with uh, this coronavirus uh quarantine or shelter in place or whatever you're calling it. Um, are you listening to any of these albums that you haven't listened to before? Are you digging deeper into some kinks and Beatles music that you haven't dug into, uh, you know, in, in a long time? How, how are these two bands and their relative members and everything? How are they, how's the music, um, helping you get through these weird times? Give me a call 925-494-1739 and let me know. Today we're talking about kind of a tricky song in the kinks history. And it's tricky because I think it's very easy to interpret the lyrics in two different ways. And one of them is kind of unsavory, especially with today's social understanding of how things work. The song we're talking about today is a little bit of abuse by the kinks. It was released August 15th, 1981 on the album, give the people what they want. And I've talked a lot about this album um, and how through this podcast, I've developed kind of a greater appreciation for this album. It was one that, you know, I previously liked a few of the songs on a lot. You know, I've always liked better things, but I kind of just gravitated towards the songs I liked and skipped a lot of the rest. And having done this podcast, I'm digging deeper into this album and realizing, you know what? That wasn't fair. I've been kind of ignoring some really great material. A little bit of abuse is a strange one though. And we'll talk about it in a bit. It's, you know, just another little ditty about domestic violence. Um, But it's easy to interpret these lyrics as victim blaming. And that wasn't really a social term in 1981, uh, and and our understanding of the mentality of domestic abuse, both from the abuser's side and the victim's side, has you know evolved in the 30, almost 40 years since this song came out. We know things now they didn't know then. We have an understanding of how to treat the victims now that we didn't have then. We know more about the psychological. Um, impact on the victim side than we did then. So it's but so it's easy to interpret this as victim blaming and kind of a song that's out of touch and out of date. The song opens one on the nose, one on the chin, you bruise so easy, so why stay with him? 
Um, and, you know, says, but he must be special. Otherwise, you just get up and go. Now, obviously, today we can't write a song like that because we know why she doesn't get up and go. Um, we know the patterns that cause someone to keep returning to that abusive relationships. But I think the lyrics are actually um, a little bit deeper than that and actually a little bit smarter than that. And maybe in a way, a little bit forward thinking. Now, I'm not going to give Ray a ton of credit because it's very possible that the people who are reading into these as victim blaming uh, lyrics, that that's exactly what Ray had intended. You know, that in the context of the times, that is the message he was trying to deliver. If you don't like it, just leave. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that these lyrics are actually a bit more. It's more like a friend who's at his wits end trying to convince this woman to leave a horrible situation. And maybe he doesn't understand the psychology of it all, um, but he ultimately wants his friend to be happy and not to get knocked around by this animal. There, and there are moments in the song where the lyrics seem funny, but again, I think the intent is that he's giving his friend some tough love. So, you know, she comes crying to him with a cut up head and he says, well, you must love him because you keep going back. He's not trying to be hurtful or uncaring or put the blame on her. He's trying to deliver a wake-up call to get the woman to say, no, I don't love him. I'm just scared to leave. It's like he's not, uh, he doesn't mean it when he says, well, you must love him. He must be this great guy. He doesn't mean it. He's he's giving the, the, the woman a, a list of things to say, you know what? I don't love him. He's not a great guy. He's not good to me. You know, he's bad for me. And then to try to encourage her to get there on her own. Now, this tactic isn't really helpful and in its own way is uh, borderline abusive, but I get where he's coming from. Um, it's as if he's saying, you know, you keep coming to me banged up. If you don't want out, you're never going to leave and hoping that she comes around. And there's no sympathy for the abuser in this song, which also lends credence to, you know, this interpretation. He never says really, you know, well, if you just, you know, kept in line, he wouldn't beat you up. You know, the man is a monster. And there's no sympathy delivered from the storyteller's point of view to, to try to lessen that monstrosity. That said, all this interpretation of the lyrics gets in the way of analyzing what is ultimately one of the weakest songs on the album, musically. From a musical standpoint, there's not a lot going on. In fact, there's large sections of this song with very little melody at all, and Ray's kind of half singing through lines with far too many syllables for one measure to contain. And I get that it's kind of a conversational piece and that the, the singer in this song not Ray, but the character that he is portraying in this song um, is talking directly to the abused woman. This is not a singer telling a story to an audience. This is a concerned friend talking to an abused person. So I get that that conversational aspect to it might lend itself to this kind of half-sung melody, but that's not, you know, Ray's better than that. The band sounds good. And it's a cool groove, even if it treads dangerously close to being Hot Child in the City, which was released three years prior. And if you never noticed that before, you'll notice it now. Uh, it is 
very, very close. It's even in the same key. Um, the band sounds great. The rhythm track on this is really cool. I just think it there's it's a forgettable melody, except you know, for little moments. He's he scatters some hooks in there, but overall, this is kind of a forgettable song, and it is the penultimate tune of the album, right before Better Things. Uh, you know, here's wishing you a better day. And so it's kind of a, a thematically an interesting buildup to better things. But again, that's lyrical content. That's not melodic content. And melodically, um, I just find this one kind of uninteresting. The song was written or inspired by some women in the cast um, from Chorus Girls. And Chorus Girls was a musical Ray had written that was in performance in 1980 or 81. I, f- I forget, and I didn't write it down. Um, and some of the women in that cast had challenged him to write a song about serious women's issues. And he came up with this one because, I mean, what's what's more serious than domestic abuse? That's a pretty serious issue to be um, the foundation of a up-tempo rock song. So that's a little bit of abuse. Like I said, you can interpret it two ways. I'm giving Ray the benefit of the doubt. And lyrically, if you read it with my interpretation, it's actually kind of a clever song. If you read it with the interpretation that he's being indifferent and and kind of blaming the victim, um, the lyrics are still clever, I guess, but in all the wrong ways. Um, but as always, go listen to it for yourself. And if you have a different interpretation, this is one of those songs that, you know, we all interpret in my life the same way. It's a beautiful love song. This is one, though, that every person that listens to this podcast could hear this song in a slightly different way. And I'd love to hear how you hear this song, Um, especially if you're a woman, because we haven't had a whole lot of women uh, reaching out via this podcast to, to leave messages or emails. And I know you're out there. But uh, listen to this song and and tell me what you think uh, about it. How do you interpret it different or the same as me? And how do you defend it against those who um, might think that it's uh, uh, has not aged all that well? Lyrically, I don't think it's aged that well melodically, but we've already talked about that. All right. So as I said earlier, give me a call at 925-494-1739, or you can email me at kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. And as always, swingbyherohabit.com for all the information you need on this podcast. All right. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks for downloading and swing by iTunes for five-star rating and review. Please, please, oh, please, please. Thank you. I will talk to you guys soon. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.